Jai Jai Sitchitanya Jai Nichananda Jai Adita Chandaya Gaurabhakta Vinna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Lord Chaitanya was chanting the holy name and, and he told his spiritual master, what kind of mantra have you given me? It has made me, made me mad. Um, the chanting of this mantra has just made me mad. Then his spiritual master looked at him and said, oh, oh, you are very fortunate. So this is um, showing a level of chanting, which is the perfection of chanting. Um, chanting in, in pure love of God. Um, chanting is being performed in so many ways. There's another pastime in the uh, in the CC, where Aridas Thakur is explaining, um, he's explaining the nature of the holy name. And he says, just like in the morning, when the, uh, the light, the light of the day begins, the light of the sun is already visible before the actual sun disk is rising above the horizon. And it said, as soon as there's some early light in the sky, immediately all the influences of the night, the fear of, of thieves or ghosts or whatever goes with the night, it disappears. Um, so in that analogy, he's speaking about Nam Abbas and Sudanam. And he is saying that first, there is Nam Abbas, the reflection of the name, before the actual name is fully manifested, before the sun has risen above the horizon, there's already light in the sky. Before the pure name is manifest, there is already uh, the influence of, of the holy name. So it says at first we're chanting in that way and in the state of Namabas. We're not chanting purely. Uh, that is the, uh, the clearing stage of chanting. And in that clearing stage of chanting, we are, um, our relationship with the holy name is in one sense uh, a formal relationship. Um, it may be a relationship out of, um, based on knowledge. It is not a relationship based on love. Um, we are chanting because we believe in, in the devotees who have told us to chant. We believe in Srila Prabhupada who told us to chant. We believe in the books of the Acharyas. We believe in the example of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So we chant on the basis of faith, faith in others and faith in scripture uh, or faith in Guru, Sadhu and Shastra. But it is different than chanting with love and taste. Later, when the sun, but it says in that state, in that state of chanting out of duty, out of knowledge, in that state, all the influences of previous karma are already being purified. Um, and it is said, one can also, just by that chanting alone, just by the nam abhas, by the reflection of the name, one can attain liberation. That is what Haridas Thakur established. Whereas when we come to Sudanam, then we chant 
with love. Um, so we want to explore that, you know, chanting in uh, in different relationships, chanting uh, for the sake of purification. Um, another place in the Chaitanya Charitamrita is at the very end, where the Shikshastikam prayers are being described. And of course, Chaitudarpanam Marjanam Bhavamahadavakti Nirvapanam. The chanting which purifies the heart begins with Namabhas. Um, that purification continues even in advanced stages until one comes to um, to to uh, yeah to the most advanced stages. Um, one always becomes purified by the chanting of the name. Um, even first one becomes purified by uh, from material conditioning. And the next part of that purification is that one's attachment to Krishna is growing. And that attachment to Krishna is eternally growing. Mm. So, it is also said, Nam Namaka Ribahudani Jasarvasakti Tatar Pitani Yamita Smarani Kale Tadrisita Vakipa Bhagavan Mamapitur Daivam Idrisam Ihajin Nanuraga. So, it is said that these names, uh, and there are many names, and then in the translation, said like Krishna and Govinda. So, the names Krishna and Govinda are <clears throat> primary names of Krishna. In the uh, in Jaiva Dharma, chapter 23, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur makes a distinction between primary names and secondary names. He points out that uh, names like Krishna and Govinda are primary names, names of, of Krishna in his eternal activities of uh, his eternal pleasure pastimes of the spiritual world. Whereas when Krishna is informed, is, is engaged in uh, other activities in relation to this world, like for example, Sristikarta, uh, the one who does the creation, that is a, uh, a secondary name. Uh, a secondary name of the Lord. So, like that, there are primary names and secondary names. The secondary names, then, are dealing with the temporary work that Krishna does in the material world. Uh, so, that is the, uh, the, the, the names that relate to the Tatasta activities, the uh, activities in the temporary realm, Whereas the sarup, uh, lakan, the qualities that are eternal, are the others, such as Govinda, Krishna. So the primary names, the primary names are, are to be chanted, is said. And we are not chanting the secondary names, but any of the primary names are very auspicious to be chanted. Um, anyway, yesterday we spoke about the unique feature of, of the Maha Mantra and chanting the Maha Mantra, which deals with primary names, but also with the special relationship that exists between Krishna, between Radharani and all devotees who are engaged in service and that that service will bring uh, perfection. So, like this, um, we are looking at chanting the Holy Name. It is said that the devotee um, has to gradually come to, uh, not, only by, not only chanting the Holy Name, but should also be uh, a resident of the Holy Dham. Mm. 
To be a resident of the Holy Dom physically may not always be possible, but internally, certainly, um, internally, uh, we are thinking about Vrindavan. Internally, we are residing in Vrindavan. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, my mind is Vrindavan. Uh, so like this, we'd always internally reside in Vrindavan. And Vrindavan is the place which is fully meant for the satisfaction of Krishna. There is absolutely nothing that is not meant to serve Krishna. We find in the Chaitanya Bhagavad a reference that Vrindavan is an expansion of Lord Balaram's energy. So Balaram is the Adi Guru, the original servant of the Lord. So he wants to serve the Lord in any possible way. Yesterday, we heard that Balaram becomes the, the ropes for pulling the Rati Yatra. We read also in Chaitanya Bhagavat that Balaram becomes the Brahmin thread on the chest of Lord Chaitanya. And Balaram is also the Holy Dham. Um, so in the advanced stage, the devotee is, is thinking like that um, about uh, being in the Holy Dham. When we were discussing Raghunadas yesterday, then we see that when Raghunadas came to uh, Jagannath Puri to join Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, Raghunadas was already uh, advanced. And Raghunadas, he was placed under Sarup Damodar to learn about Antaranga Seva. Antaranga Seva is the Seva according to one's eternal identity. So Raghunath was like uh, in the most advanced stage of chanting. Raghunath would daily chant, um, chant many, many names. Right? Um, sometimes it is said two lakhs of names and that he was offering thousands of obeisances. Uh, sometimes we hear uh, a thousand obeisances to the deities and two thousand obeisances to the devotees. Uh, so Raghuna Das was, uh, and he was performing great austerity. Um, so that that part of the obeisances came came in Vrindavan a little later when he resided there. In Jagannath Puri, Raghunath Das is known for, uh, initially, for performing great austerity. Um, anyway, for being extremely renounced for eating remnants from the temple, just old rotten rice that was thrown out. No one would touch it. Even the cows wouldn't, wouldn't touch it. But he just took that rotten rice at night washed it under the tap and washed the rotten, soft, rotten part off and until the heart core remained and that he would eat with a little salt. So this is, is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One day snatched it from him and took and said, oh, this is the greatest nectar. Anyway, so it's not described in, in how, how Raghunath Das was chanting so many rounds in Jagannath Puri and so on. But the main point I wanted to make is that he is a devotee who lives in that uh, Vrindavan type of, of consciousness, uh, that consciousness of the spiritual world. And that is what we need to uh, eventually become aware of. It happens when we, when we are thinking about Krishna and thinking about Krishna and his associates and Krishna performing his pastimes. Um, it is not only that we pray to Krishna 
Oh Krishna, please help me. Oh Krishna, oh Krishna, I don't know what to do anymore. Krishna, this problem. Krishna, please protect me. Oh Krishna, oh Krishna. Uh, that we turn to Krishna and bringing with us all the trouble of the material world. Uh, we see that when Arjuna did that, that Krishna immediately said, Asuchanan Vasuchastam Prakyavadam Stabasa. See, Gatasuna Gatasuncha Nanasusha Pandita. You are mourning for what is learn for what is worthy, uh, not worthy of any grief. Uh, the wise lament neither for the living nor the dead. So Bhagavad Gita is calling for that transcendental consciousness. Uh, and it begins to see that, that our eternity, that is, the, uh, that is the level of Brahman. So we begin, uh, we begin to see we're not this body. We begin to see we are eternal spirit soul. At least remembering and we're chanting. In this way, uh, while we are chanting, uh, we first of all detach ourselves from our from this bodily situation and develop dependence on Krishna due to the fact that we are chanting. And as the, this dependence on Krishna is developing, you think, well, it's up to him, whatever may happen, that is entirely up to him. We will not... Uh, not be in anxiety, uh, but leave it up to Krishna. So that is a way when a person who has been influenced by the material energy is gradually rising above the material energy. But then there's another level. And that level is this, is that one not only thinks about I'm eternal, but the other point that comes up in the, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita is, I'm the eternal servant of Krishna. And when we come to that point of being the eternal servant of Krishna, yes, then, well, then we can, uh, can very easily, uh, then we can very easily, uh, um, uh, how to say that we can uh, very easily become attracted by Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan. Krishna, Krishna, although not a blade of grass in this world, moves without the will of Krishna. Although maya jakshena prakriti suyate sachara charam hetunanena kuntya jagatvi parivartate. Although everything in this world is going on by the control of Krishna, at the same time, uh, Krishna has no interest in the material world. Krishna did not create the material world because of his desire. He created it, or is the ultimate cause of the creation of it. Lord Brahma did the actual creation work, but is the ultimate cause and did the primary creation, Sarga and Visarga, uh, by through his expansions, providing the basic ingredients of the material world. The universe has come from the boreholes of Lord Brahma, half the universe fills up with water. Garbhadeksai Vishnu is there. Then Lord Brahma appears on his, on the lotus flower sprouting from his navel. And then Lord Brahma, in due course of time, completes the creation of, of the universe. And each universe has in this way an ex expansion or a manifestation of Lord Brahma, all the different numbers of heads and so on. So Krishna is, it is not by his desire that this material world is created. Therefore, he doesn't, uh, it's not that he's responsible for this, this material world. He simply uh, made arrangements for the living beings to, uh, to be, uh, uh, to exist 
in a condition separate from him. Uh, like at one point, uh, Lord Brahma in the beginning, he doesn't know what to do, doesn't know where he is. He's meditating and he gets uh, some instruction and it says tapa, perform austerity. After doing so, um, Lord Brahma eventually realizes what is the purpose of his existence and what to do. And he begins the work of the creation. And as he does so, he is inspired by, by Krishna. So as he's inspired by Krishna, he has to create the influence of nescience so that the living beings can actually forget, forget Krishna, forget transcendental knowledge, forget everything. Now, Lord Brahma is very unhappy that he has to do this. Right? And therefore, after that, he immediately creates the processes for gaining knowledge. Yes. But the point is, is that the Nessians was required uh, because it is the living being who desires who desires to be Iswaro Ham Aham Bogi, to be the controller, to be the enjoyer, separate from Krishna. Mm. So in this way, uh, what, whenever we relate to Krishna uh, in relation to the temporary material world, uh, and we relate to Krishna as, the, as our savior, as the proprietor, as the ultimate creator, as the protector, uh, then we're all as a, uh, relating to Krishna in relation to this temporary material world. But Krishna is really happy. He's, there's no happiness for him in relation to matter. Uh, real happiness is in relation to spirit. And we're seeing that when the gopis saw that Krishna was leaving uh, with Akrura on the chariot along with Balaram, and that Krishna was smiling. The gopis were thinking, no, no, this is a disaster. This is, is impossible. How can, how can he do this? No, we must stop the chariot. And the fact that Krishna was smiling on the chariot, they thought, He's gone mad. He's gone mad because he doesn't understand anymore what his own self-interest is. He's leaving Vrindavan, but how can he leave Vrindavan? He cannot be happy outside of Vrindavan. So how can he leave Vrindavan? No, we cannot let him leave Vrindavan. In this way, they were thinking how Krishna could not be happy outside of Vrindavan. And that is a fact. Uh, therefore, Krishna is not happy in Dwarka. He's not happy in Mathura. Krishna is only happy in Vrindavan. And therefore, Vrindavan is, is Krishna's abode. And the, uh, the devotees who are focused on Krishna become aware of Krishna's transcendental activities, pastimes, and so on, of his, of the nature of the spiritual world. And they want to serve Krishna there, because that is the world that brings Krishna happiness. So they will join in that reality of giving Krishna happiness. And of course, we start to practice that here in our temples, where the altar is Vrindavan and where Krishna is in Vrindavan, and we are serving and making arrangement for Krishna's pleasure just in the mood of the residence of Vrindavan. And this is very, uh, very nice. We are, um, and gradually, uh, gradually this Vrindavan consciousness begins to develop in the, in the mind of a devotee. And then, uh, then the devotee is uh, is no longer uh, is no longer 
affected by the external things is just always thinking about Krishna and his eternal pastimes. So when a devotee advances, uh, the devotee and is chanting, then one becomes attracted to that, uh, through that, uh, that spiritual reality. Uh, it takes time. But then we see an advanced devotee, like Raghunath does, he was actually there. He was actually in that, in Vrindavan, with Krishna. Um, so, in this way, chanting takes place on all kinds of levels. And when we are chanting in, uh, yeah, in the beginning stages, that is in the Nam Abbas stage, not in the liberated stage like, uh, like Raghunath does, but in the Nam Abbas stage, yes, then our chanting is, uh, will be a struggle. Uh, at that time, it will be hard to fulfill a quota. We are overwhelmed by uh, the material energy. We are overwhelmed by material desires, by, by fears, by, uh, by anger. We are by frustration. We are um, desiring to control the material energy. And it's, it's like sometimes the material energy is cooperating and sometimes not. So, what to do? Uh, that is the... Uh, that is the situation. Uh, and uh, so that stage is where all the struggle comes with chanting. The stage of Namabas. The stage where only the dim reflection of the name is there. But the purification is there. Uh, and as Hari does said, the even as the sun, as the sunlight appears in the sky, even before the sun has risen above the horizon, that is the state of Namabas. He said, then already the influence of, of dangers of the night, like fear of thieves, fear of ghosts, all that is gone. It is it just immediately vanishes. So two things are being destroyed by Namabas. Uh, that is our sinful karma and uh, and liberation from sansara, from birth and death, can be attained by Namabas alone. Uh, eventually, Nietzsche said the Krishna Prem, Sadyukabunai, Sravanadi Sudhachitta Karya Udai. This chanting will awaken our natural constitutional position. So we don't need to artificially try out what is my siddhadeya, what is my spiritual identity. That will all be naturally revealed. Um, the holy name, as we discussed yesterday from Sisi Madhya 15.108, does not depend on anything external. Every, there's no need for any initiations. There's no, that also means not only initiation, but also Siddha Pranali. Siddha Pranali is, the, uh, is where one Vaishnava, uh, who is on a level of Krishna Prem, helps another Vaishnava uh, by uh, revealing to him his identity. So that exists, and we find it described in in the writings of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, both in Jaiva Dharma and both in uh, in Harinam Chintamani. Another, uh, but that is not really uh, a requirement. Uh, there are also in uh, the um, in Jaiva Dharma. There is a description where um, where it is said that um, Sarup Damodar Goswami instructed both Raghunadas 
and Vakreshwar and Gopal Guru, the Guru of Gopal, Gopal Guru's Guru was Vakreshwar Pandit. So, he, then, Raghunath Das was uh, instructed in the process of automatic revelation, which is known as the Antapanta, the internal paths where naturally by chanting from within everything will awaken. Uh, and then uh, the other path that was given to the line of Akreshwar Pandit Gopa Guru Goswami and his disciple Jana Chandra Goswami, who wrote a book about it, um, <clears throat> that is the Bahipanta the external path of gradually trying to cultivate a mood and then create around it a reinforcing atmosphere to, uh, to, uh, to awaken that mood. Uh, it is said, so both of these uh, paths, the Bhaipanta and the Antapanta, exist. The... Uh, Srila Prabhupada clearly was uh, was emphasizing the uh, path of automatic re revelation. Prakasanti Mahatma Ihayasir. He was saying, Yesya Eva Parabhaktiya Tasitkatitaya to Prakasanti Mahatmanaha. That one should then uh, just serve his spiritual master. With with great faith and dedication, and then everything will be automatically revealed. That is 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 that approach. The other approach is that one is trying to um, well, one is trying to go through the process of purification in chanting and in devotional service. Gradually, one comes to nista. One forgets about material desires and is very fixed and puts full faith in Krishna. Uh, Prabhupada says 60% purified, therefore no longer wavering, no longer from, oh, how can I do this? No, just do it. And say, forget it, you know, like the uh, whatever material desires uh, are there, uh, forget it. No faith in these things. No faith in sex. No faith that it will bring me happiness. So when one comes to that point, no faith in money, no faith in power. Oh, yes, okay. Uh, also not looking for suffering and torturing, right? Yes. Uh, but the point is this. Focus, focus simply on um, on whatever Krishna desires. So that is the difference between uh, Kanista and Madhyam. Um, I've used the uh, analogy many times about a man who's working on the roof, which is leaking, and he's trying to fix holes in the roof. When he slides down and uh, last minute manages to grab the edge of the roof and he's hanging on the edge of the roof but when he tries and he thinks he's saved but when he tries to pull himself up he has no strength to climb onto the roof and he realizes he's not saved and now what to do mm. so in this way uh, in this way um, we are um, looking at the, at, at the devotee, and then he's about to, he says, how long can I hang here? Then he prays, oh God, please save me. And God says, oh, you need any help? Who are you? Oh, I am God. Oh, please help me. Then uh, what can I do? Uh, all right, let go of the roof and I will catch you. Uh, you know, um, can't you catch me first? 
and then I'll let go of the roof. So I have performed this many times. And in this way, explained the position of the Madhyam Adhikari, who ultimately is, is not ready to let go of all material things, because then what? What if you let go of all your material things and you do not get the higher experience of Krishna? Therefore, in the ecstasy of Krishna consciousness, better hold on to all the material good things, practice Krishna consciousness, and then see when the ecstasy comes. No. No, says the Madhyam. No. No, no, I will not hold on to these material things. I will let them all go. I will simply invest 100% into, into uh, the service of Krishna because I have full faith, all good will come from that. But what about your material desires? That doesn't matter, these material desires. I, even if I have uh, material desires, let them die. That is Madhya. I will not pay any attention to them, just let them die. So Madhyam is, is advanced, and that is Nista. And then when Ruchi develops, and then gradually one begins to develop a taste towards serving Krishna in a particular way, in a particular mood. And at Ashakti, when that initial taste goes deep under the surface and becomes a deep attachment, then that desire becomes stronger and it begins to lead towards a particular stai bhava, a particular mood to serve Krishna as a coward boy, as a gopi, or as a this or a that. Huh? So that is fine. And one can see that then the bhai panta uh, begins to do more things to stimulate that particular mood. If one's attracted to the coward boy mood, then one begins to go to places related to that, maybe dress like that, whatever, things that will awaken that mood further. That's the Bahi Panta. The Antapanta is simply the path, keep on chanting, keep on serving, uh, don't rush ahead, just carry on as the servant, and don't worry, it will come automatically, automatically. So we see in... In in, uh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, we don't see this uh, this bahi panta. Uh, we don't see uh, Ragnar Das is supposed to be trained into Angaranga Seva. That is the that is one reference uh, like that. Right? That's where it is addressed. But it is, it is, but that's it. We don't see any, anything that then uh, Srup Damodara was reminding him of, uh, of, of um, particular rasas and all these things just to bring it out of him. No. He just, uh, Raghunadas was just uh, following a path of great renunciation and his whole, then we see yesterday or day before yesterday, how he was given Govardhan and he was worshiping Govardhan according to the directions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Very simple, Govardhan and the Gunjamala representing Radharani and, and um, red and black berries and then uh, some uh, Tulasi Manjaris, and it said the happiness that Raghunadas experienced was um, was very great, as greater than than one who was worshiping with all these sixteen upacharas. So his worship was very simple. Of course, we can bring in the element. Yes, was this uh, because Raghunadas was uh, in that kind of at least approaching the uh, the eternal identity. So he was, technically speaking, a prema rurukshu, one who is approaching prema, 
a devotee was approaching Prem, or he was a, a Prema Bhakta, whatever he was, uh, he was most advanced. And that also shows in the level of his renunciation. I mean, who could do what Raghunath did? Who would eat what he ate? I mean, that was just too austere. A rotten rice uh, washed under the tap, and then with a little salt. I mean, you know, but what about the vitamins? Uh, what about the minerals? You know, you may wind up with a deficiency uh, if you don't wind up with some horrible disease. Mm. What about keeping? body and soul together. Uh, Raghunath was very transcendental at that stage. Right? At that stage, he, he did. The fact that he was eating was keeping body and soul together. But he didn't want to take away time from, from Krishna. One can make all these things secondary if one gives all his time to Krishna. Uh, the advanced stages of Krishna consciousness really must show avyarta kalatvam. It must show in, in like being very absorbed, very, very absorbed all the time, always chanting namagana, sada, ruchi, chanting with great taste, avyarta kalatvam, not wasting a moment. Uh, then we are, are speaking about uh, uh, thinking, uh, when, oh, when will I meet Krishna? Samutkanta, with great eagerness, feeling separation from Krishna um, in a deeply emotional way. Um, so, okay, the, those are the advanced stages of bhakti and of chanting, which uh, obviously uh, most of us are not experiencing, but that, that's okay. Um, it doesn't matter. We just uh, we see the levels of chanting, and we see, and we should understand that the chanting will gradually bring us to Vrindavan. Uh, the holy name is Krishna, the all-attractive. The name of Hare is Hara is Srimata Radharani, or the internal pleasure potency, which represents devotional service. Therefore, devotional service will naturally uh, bring us more and more to Krishna, and our attachment to Krishna will grow, and as our attachment will grow to Krishna, it means not only Krishna is his form, but it also means Krishna's qualities, it also means Krishna's pastimes, it also means the transcendental playground where Krishna performs his pastimes. So all these things will then become very, very much in the foreground. And we will be uh, in this way, um, in this way, always thinking of, of how to, uh, of Krishna in the Holy Dharma. And so we see that the devotees are like that, thinking of Krishna in his transcendental abode, engaged in his transcendental pleasure pastimes and in that way chanting. Meanwhile, we who are in the earlier stages of bhakti and are chanting simply for, for purification uh, and are simply engaging in all our activities just for purification, we're also just having these discussions for purification. Um, Yes, we are overwhelmed by the material energy. Yes, we feel influenced by all these uh, material things. But we are, are uh, beginning to see the transcendental dimension. Uh, by hearing and chanting, uh, we gradually begin to see things differently. We gradually uh, see that there is that eternal dimension. And how does the material world compare? Um, prasadam. Not only is the taste nectarian, but with every bite, we are getting eternal benefit. 
That is the nature of devotional service. With every step we take for Krishna, we get eternal benefit. Anything we do for Krishna, there is eternal benefit. And this eternal benefit translates into, into first of all, becoming free from karma, first of all, becoming free from, from this network of birth and death, and then and developing an attachment to Krishna. And that attachment to Krishna will take over and will become everything. And that is Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem, Sadhika Budai, Sravanadi Sudha Chitta, Kariyada Udai. So in this way, uh, we're very happy to be part of this amazing process and this magical mantra, which will take us from a journey where we begin to worship Krishna in the material world and on this journey where we wind up serving Krishna in the spiritual world. And then, then even in this world, we are already Jivan Muktas. And these are the kind of things that we find described in Srinivas Acharya. Um, Srinivas Acharya, it is described that he was um, witnessing the pastimes of, of Radharani and her gopi friends who were dressing her and they were making beautiful arrangements. Then Srinivas saw how the nose ring of Srimata Radharani fell into the Yamuna. Immediately, immediately, Srivas, in, now in the spiritual world, in, in her original form as a gopi, dived into the water and just picked up that pearl just to be back in time and present it right, as they needed it to stud her nose. And in this way, Shiva's was serving in both realms. There's another Srinivas, Srinivas. And there's another Srinivas Acharya. And Srinivas Acharya then, uh, there's another pastime mentioned, how he was witnessing how Krishna and the gopis were playing holy. And they were spraying each other with colors and so on. And he just stood frozen. He stood on the road watching the whole pastime. And then when he came to his external senses, he saw that he was co completely covered in color. Uh, then he quickly went home uh, to, to wash it off because, you know, he didn't want to, uh, people to see. Uh, it wasn't that from that day on he decided not to wash himself for one month so that everyone could see uh, where all that color uh, had come from. No. Um, but anyway, that gives some descriptions about the uh, uh, the Jiva Mukta stage. Not that we are there, but by thinking about it, by realizing it, uh, we we can take the the material world a little less serious. We can just look at it all and say, okay. All these things are going on. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this and that, whatever is all going on, we can just take it a little less serious and a little bit more in a mood of, uh, of, uh, of detachment. All right. So are there any questions or any comments from your side? That would be most welcome. Uh -huh. If one were to keep making the same mistakes, does Krishna eventually... Oh, sorry, this. If one were to keep making the same mistakes, does Krishna eventually shake him up in order for him to learn? Or is it that he would simply fulfill 
uh, our desire to be more covered over by material energy? Well, it does say, Yesyaham Anugrinami Taddanam Harishi Sanai, that when Krishna favors his devotee, that he will take away everything that still keeps him in the material world. Um, so Krishna, if a devotee is in this way trying to be Krishna conscious, but is in a battle and is just being swept away by material desires and cannot overcome them, then Krishna may make arrangements um, to, to smash these material desires or to take them away. Yes. Um, of course, better, better than to, to wait for that is to just uh, voluntarily, voluntarily give it up. Uh, just, just give it up. Just be brave. And, and with nista, with determination, be brave and say, look, I'm going to put my faith in Krishna. All good will come from living a life of Krishna consciousness. And, oh, well, you know, whatever I give up, I give up. Uh, I'll get over it. And it is amazing how much we'll get over it. Well, okay, Samasip Harinam Vila, Harinam Chintamani mentions that we can be elevated from Namapara to Namabas by constantly chanting. So, what does that mean practically? Should 16 rounds uh, be enough? Oh, gosh, sorry. Um, where is that now? Oh, it's too much. This text is all the time disappearing from the screen. So you have to look at my thumb. Uh, I can't find that now. Anyway, it was Harinam Chintamani, the uh, um, Namaparad. Yes, so in the beginning, we come to the holy, we somehow or other encounter the holy name, but we are fully situated in Nam Aparat, in blaspheming people. We don't have a clear understanding. We commit sinful activities, even while chanting. So in so many ways, we are still committing offenses, right? And we're in the offenses stage of the holy name. Then when we commit to regularly chanting, Yes, then uh, we come to the stage of of, of Namabas chanting. Uh, Namabas chanting can also accidentally happening happen when we are uh, not offensive, like Ajamil. He was calling his son's name Narayan, Narayan, and there was no offense. Therefore, it was it was Namabas offenseless chanting. But <clears throat> so. We are coming, as we are taking up the process of regular sadhana bhakti and everyday chanting a minimum of 16 rounds, then we're coming to Namabhas. That is sufficient because of the grace of Srila Prabhupada, right? Who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Bhagavad had said, I will not accept the offering of anyone who is not a lakpati. A lak means 100,000 who is not chanting 100,000 names, 64 rounds. So there, the 64 rounds thing came in. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta would therefore say, anyone who doesn't chant 64 rounds has fallen because that was uh, there in the uh, Chaitanya Bhagavad. However, Prabhupada lowered that number. And because Prabhupada himself had made such a sacrifice, and in this way, by that sacrifice, had purchased Krishna to a point that Krishna will just do anything, anything he wants. So when Krishna, when Prabhupada says, yes, 16 minimum is enough, then Krishna says, all right, 16 minimum is enough. So 16 is enough, uh, but faithfully, without fail, minimum. It doesn't stop there. We can chant more, but also not just only chanting, the holy name, but also serving the holy name and serving in the Hare Krishna movement to distribute the holy name. That is what Prabhupada desired along with the 16 rounds. So let us 
simply do that. Uh, Prabhupada gave us the program for the people of the modern world. Um, he applied following in the footsteps of his spiritual master, Yukta Vairagya, into the modern world. See, the Bhakti Siddhanta started to use uh, a car, uh, he started to uh, use machines, Prabhupada used the dictaphone, Prabhupada made a recording of the holy name. In this way, um, they entered into this modern world of technology. Um, and in this uh, highly artificial society um, where people are born in conditions um, and, and that are artificial from their very early early stage of life and don't know anything else. Uh, like if you send me in the forest, I would not know what I can eat. I have no idea. Uh, um, nettles and I can recognize them, they sting. That's about the only herb I know that I can eat from the forest. Uh, I would get a lot of uh, iron, that's for sure. Uh, otherwise, I have no idea where, how to live on roots from the forest. What roots? You know? I mean, the only roots that I know about is carrots. You know, I could grow carrots, but uh, uh, the rabbits would also come and also eat my carrots. It would not be so easy to just uh, live in the forest and really depend on the forest for my food as a, as a vegetarian. I have no idea. Even as a non-vegetarian, I have no idea about that either. In short, right, uh, we are so dependent on an artificial way of life. Anyway, so we are in the stage of Nama Bhas. The focus is on Nama Bhas. Doesn't mean that we are free from all Nama Bharat. There still is Nama Bharat, but it's no longer the predominant stage. The predominant stage has become Nama Bhas, the gradual purification by chanting. But we have to be careful not to commit Nama Bharat uh, because. Uh, we still fall back into Nama Bharat. And if we, of course, commit very serious offenses to the Vita for Vaishnava, then we can destroy everything, the mad elephant offense. Uh, like that. Mm. Okay, let me see what else is there. Mm -hmm. Can we reach the pure chanting stage, being grihasta, given that we have to deal with material people for a major part of our day? For the grihasta, what advice will you give? No, it doesn't matter. Externally, everything goes on, right? It is internally. Internally, uh, one rises above all these things. Internally, one resides, the grihasta resides in Vrindavan. And internally, the grihasta is just focused on serving Krishna. And even if he's making money for maintenance, uh, the way that he maintains the family is in Krishna consciousness. So in this way, that maintenance is also for Krishna consciousness. The house where they live is a bhajang kutir. It's not an ordinary place. The family lives in a bhajang kutir, and what is and that is Vrindavan. Ye dine griyate bhajana deke griyate goloka bhaya. That day that in the house the Lord is being worshipped, that day it becomes uh, it becomes Vrindavan. Whether we are staying at home, whether we're staying in the forest, everyone should just chant the holy name. So it's not about ashram. We see also Srila Prabhupada who comes out of the Grihasta Ashram with so much force and so much determination and so much dedication. And so we see Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, such an amazing householder. We see uh, how Advaita Charya is a householder, how Srivas Thakur is a householder. We see how so many householders amongst the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all of them completely transcendental completely attached to Krishna. Therefore, 
householder is a very secondary thing. Very secondary thing. Uh, ashram, yeah, whatever ashram. All right, whether you have children or whether you have disciples, right? Just somehow or other, we are ghosty Anandi. We are not Bhajan Anandi. We're not cutting off from the world and just absorbed in our own Bhajan. We are sharing and we're increasing that ghosty, that gathering, that Sangha of the Vaishnavas. Huh? That it always, that it increase. And that the Ista ghosty, the discussion, the group, the ghosty, the group that is discussion, that has discussions about Ista Dev, Ista about the Supreme Lord. Yes, let that grow and grow. Machita matkata pranabodiyantas parasparam katiyantas chamamnichantushantichara So that we can greatly relish, that we just relish to a great satisfaction. Let the whole society relish. Let all the grihastas relish. Invite, invite people to your home. At the moment, uh, have an internet uh, program. But normally, invite people, feed people, have kirtan at home. Let, let your house just be a holy place. Worship deities, yes. Have kirtan with the family and somehow or other. Uh, write, write about Krishna. Bhaja Krishna, Bolo Krishna, Kora Krishna Sikha. Uh, like this. Ashram is, is not important. Okay, now let's see what else is there. All right. I would like to witness specific pastimes as an outsider, even if we're on a beginner platform. Yes, yes, we can have a taste. We can like some pastimes more than others. That is okay. I mean, everyone has his taste. Follow the taste, that's fine. Of course, when we want to spend all our time just hearing about the gopis and only those chapters, then Prabhupada said that may not be for us. We are prematurely. That is what uh, that kind of constant meditation is for the liberated soul. Um, the renunciation and absorption of Raghunadas Goswami is very transcendental and intense. How is that practical? in this day and age? Is it even possible? No, it's not possible. And it is about, not about anukar, not about imitation, it is about anusar, about taking the spirit and then applying it on our own level. You know, I'm not gonna be as renounced as Raghunath does. Uh, I don't know how to do it, to be honest. Um, I want some more clothes. Uh, like, uh, that's all fine, it's not required. But the spirit of, of giving up sense gratification and the spirit of just, think about bowing down to the Vaishnavas two time, 2,000 times a day. Well, what if we would do it two times a day, 20 times a day? Uh, that would be something. Specific pastime. Okay, okay. Hold on. Yeah. Ah, Krishna, I'm sorry I'm having it. It's a trip. This. Uh, there was a message deleted by. Okay. Also deleted. Ah, Krishna, come on. Okay, that was about Ragnatas. Now, this one. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, if I miss your, your thing, it's, it's complicated. Um, 
Can we all just, Maharaj, to what extent which should we give up? Can we, can we just all leave home and live a renounced life? Or can we develop our Krishna consciousness in such a manner that we can remain announced in any, any way? Yes, exactly. Uh, not everyone has to leave home. They can stay home and practice. The, the real renunciation is, is give up sense gratification and dedicate whatever we have to Krishna. So keep a home, keep it for Krishna. Of course, keeping a home means lots of bills and lots of energy to keep the home and the car and the this and the that. So we may say at one point, hmm, had enough of that. And then we may want to live more simple. That's fine. But be where you are. Stay where you are and from that place fix the mind on Krishna and give priority to Krishna. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it says on sex same I thought there was one at three o'clock. Um, I'll, I'll look at that at the time. Okay. I'm struggling to commit to the deity service of late, thinking it better to serve and try the devotees, how to become steady again. Yeah. What can you do? Uh, we all go through different phases at different points in time. Um, to be steady again, I guess we have to uh, do a rejuvenation programs, right? Uh, go to the Holy Dham to get fresh inspiration and all that. In that way, we can, uh, there is Nietzsche Kriya, Naimitika Kriya, special activities to rejuvenate our spiritual life. Maybe say, okay, I'm going to chant 64 rounds and, um, and, and choose a day for that and do it. And, or I'm going to read uh, for one week, I'm going to read uh, so and so much in, in the Bhagavatam or in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita and this and this book. And by taking such special efforts, we bring new life to our everyday practices. Okay, I got to run, I got to go, I got things to do. I thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow, and I'll be back later today. Uh, I have to double check the time in German. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, Kijak.